We're back with episode nine of Somehow I Dad, the podcast about dad life. Joining us from today from Alabama is Tyler Giddens. Where are the bodies, Garth? What's up? From Seattle, Teej. What's going on? And joining us for the first time on the show is our good friend, Peyton Vaught. Hey, guys. How you doing? All right. My uh, my only assumption now as to why Abe and Gordo have been gone for so long, um, the only thing that makes sense to me anymore is that they've been either been captured by a Wendigo, captured by Bigfoot, or Goatman. Um, that's the only thing that makes sense right now, and you're not going to convince me otherwise. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, shout out to them. Miss them dearly. Um, Abe, as I said last week, our last episode is he's just been... Crazy busy with work, um, and Gordo was feeling a little under the weather tonight, so we are rolling without them. Uh, but they are still on the show for those wondering, and I've had a few people ask. Uh, but they still are on the show, still a big part of this. Um, you know, life gets busy, and being a dad uh, involves a lot of things. So they are handling their stuff, and they'll be back uh, whenever they can be. But in the meantime, uh, Peyton, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm 25 years old. Uh, my wife is 26. Um, we've been married for four years. We're going on our fifth year in November. Um, and we have two kids. Um, my oldest is named Honey. She's two years old. And my youngest, his name is Zion. And he is five months old. Um, yeah, so. Heck yeah. <clears throat> so, what, do you, uh, what do you do for a living? Ah, uh, yes. Um, I am a full-time student. And I'm also part-time at the uh, United States Space and Rocket Center up here in Huntsville. Um, basically, I'm a simulations technici- technician for Space Camp. So if something breaks, I pretty much fix it. So that's pretty much my job. <laughs> that's sweet. That's cool. Dope. What do you uh, What do you do for hobbies outside of work? Hobbies outside of work include mostly um, playing video games or uh, playing guitar, hanging out with my family. You know that kind of stuff. You know nothing Thank crazy. You. Thank you. Well, for those listening, um, if you haven't caught on by now, uh, pretty much anyone that's going to be on this show is a bunch of nerds who like playing video games. And we all (laughs) met playing video games together. Um, And yes, there is more of us. Uh, So there's probably, I I don't know, guys, what, like 20 or 30 more people we could probably have on that we've met that are all dads and play video games together. So uh, the, the crew, the squad runs deep. What's happened since our last diecast, guys? Anybody have any stories from their uh, families or anything they want to share? <clears throat> Don't jump at once. Life's cool. been pretty chill. Like, I mean, Luke hasn't ordered anything on Alexa. <laughs> Levi hasn't pooped his pants and dripped it down the stairs or taken a burrito no, no up bur- to his bed. No more burrito messes. No more burrito messes. <laughs> Uh, the girls are great. Um, it's really interesting to see because my two oldest are in school to see the two youngest how much they can switch from loving each other to hating each other, like in a moment. And it's usually over like a single toy. Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden, there'll be this howl coming down the stairs, and it's always Thea, and it's always Thea, and she has the worst cry of all my kids. (laughs) Like, as you have more you'll realize that the cries are different and yeah. 
Uh, Thea's is like what I would imagine like a Wendigo or a Banshee. <laughs> like it just chills the soul. And it could be there's a spider on the wall to I fell off the top bunk to I'm bleeding to I'm just sad about nothing. And it's the same cry <laughs> and it just hurts my soul. And so, but all that to say with the older two away at school, it's fun to watch them because I have a fake job that I get home and they're uh, hanging out together. It's always interesting to see them play together. And then all of a sudden the Barbie doesn't like playing army with the GI Joe. And then that's a meltdown for no reason. And I'm just trying to sort it out where I'm like, I, maybe the Barbie doesn't want D-Day. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe may, I, it, nothing prepped me for those fight, those uh, discussions as a dad. Yeah. Like at all, like nothing, no podcast, no book said how to deal with, Barbie not wanting to storm the beaches of Normandy. Hey man, that's what that is. That specific reason is why we started this podcast. Exactly. But yeah, that's somehow, literally somehow it's, it's, Barbie storms the, the beaches of Normandy. Yeah, I mean, somehow we Barbie. Somehow we Barbie. Somehow we Barbie. <laughs> I don't know, but that's. I mean, it's been really chill. Um, I feel like I've been away a lot, especially with Easter coming in church. I've been doing a lot uh, in terms of like the music director side of things and yeah. lots of prep work because like I have like six or seven services to do in the next six days. Yeah. And it's just like a lot and it's, it's prep lot. work because my job at the church is to make sure that everybody else's job is easier. Yeah. So the worship leader can just focus on worshiping. The musicians can just like, if I have prepped enough, I should be able to talk every musician through their parts. Yeah. And hear it when it's wrong. Yeah. So I prep bass, keys, drums, all of it. And then I have to learn my parts on guitar too <laughs> and not mess it up. So it's just, it's been, it's just a stressful week. As much as I like, I love Easter. It's probably one of my favorite holidays. Yeah. Uh, not just in its spiritual significance, but in the, the vibe of Easter is always like one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, as opposed to like Thanksgiving, which is a fake holiday. I, I despise Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's my favorite. You don't live in the South. That's why TJ. No, I, I grew South. up in the South. No, my issue with Thanksgiving is people manufacture being thankful when you should be that thankful all year long. My, and it shouldn't, you should not change your demeanor just because it's a holiday. My issue with Thanksgiving is that the food sucks. I also agree with that. There's not a single Thanksgiving meal except for cranberry jelly. That is like the one thing that I'm like, that's dope. The rest of it, I'm like, turkey, cool. Can I have a steak? That's my thoughts exactly. Dude, yeah, right. so turkey. I would like to extend a formal invitation to uh, you two if you guys <laughs> want to come to turkey, uh, South Alabama. Turkey trash, ham trash. Uh, bro, bro, hold up, hold up, hold on that ham. Hold on, hold on. Honey baked ham, bro. It's trash. It's so good, bro. What okay, are you talking I will, about? I will redact my statement. It's not trash. It's mid. It is solidly mid it is solidly mid it is not it's high anything. tier mid. yeah it's, it's, it's oh, not i agree even. with tyler it's high tier mid. it's not high tier high mid it's, no it's not dude it's i'll just, take a double cheeseburger from mcdonald's dude, over ham 100 if i am 
Yeah, Thanksgiving. I, the only <clears throat> the only good thing about Thanksgiving food is mac and cheese, and like let me dinner, you the and like dinner yeah. rolls. Not Listen, every me- family does mac and cheese, and they if should. it's just stuffing, sweet potatoes, turkey, and like a roll, I'm Dude, like I'm staying cool. home. I'm no, Listen, I. This is to be totally honest. I eat Taco Bell before Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> That's so strange. almost every year. <laughs> Jesus, this is. <laughs> Literally burning me up inside. So there's a difference between stuffing and dressing. There's a complete difference. So you've got stovetop, yep. which is like little bitty pieces. It's stuffing. Dressing is almost like a casserole, and it is literally divine. Like there's nothing greater on this planet than a good pan of dressing. I, I strongly disagree. Have you ever had a ribeye? Have you ever been to Alabama? <laughs> I have not. I have. Okay, then. Case closed. Let's end I, it till we have this discussion here. <clears throat> I'm trying to think if I've been to Alabama. I don't. I haven't been. I've been to Atlanta, but that's, that's not enough. I'm two hours from Atlanta. Okay, so yeah, I was gonna say it's not mm. the same thing, but you said it's close enough. So I guess I've been been to Alabama. And Christmas but. is also garbage because everybody's greedy, and the food is also trash because it's Thanksgiving food round two, and it I is. didn't like round one exactly. <laughs> I always tell Kate that when we have like when we're older and like you know people start coming to our house for Thanksgiving that I'm gonna cook Keep steak. Dreaming. Or <clears throat> cook like actual good food. I can't stand Thanksgiving food or Christmas food. Like <laughs> to my in-laws' rede- like greatest quality, they do a Christmas prime rib, which is not bad. My my uncle does that. That's usually what we do for Christmas. But then sometimes so. he's like, I mean, it's like a week long thing for him to cook it uh, between like marinating it and whatnot. Yeah. So some years he's like, oh, I don't think I'm going to do it. And then I'm like, if you don't cook it, I don't know if I'm going to come to your house. Cause it's the best thing. It's like one of my favorite meals of the year. And then for you to be like, Meh, I don't, I don't feel like cooking it. I'm like, whatever. So I'd rather, was- I'd rather Easter. I Easter am, tends to have better I am, food. I'm 100 gonna take your advice and get some Taco Bell before I go to. We is it has a term in our marriage. Like I'll come home and my wife will go. So my mom told me, or your mom told me the the menu. You're going to want to pre-eat is what it's called. <laughs> I pre-eat holiday meals. Dude, that's so smart. Because if I can have the choice between a honey baked ham or a cheesy gordita crunch, dude. Yeah. And a Baja Blast. And a Baja Blast freeze, dude. Yeah. that's a I hear you on the Baja Blast freeze. I hear you. I, I can't complain with a freeze, any freeze from Taco Bell. That cherry right. one is... Tart is the bomb. I haven't ventured from any other thing besides the Baja Blast Freeze because it's so I'm a strong good. believer, and if it's not broken, don't fix Dude, it. So so once I have an, an item on a menu that I like, that's all I'll ever order. Yeah. Because I've true. never been disappointed, so why try something new? 100%. And then regret not getting what I loved before. Yeah, I agree. I agree. What else? That was a weird tangent. I don't know how we got there. <laughs> I don't know there. how we got there, but I liked where we ended. That was fun. <laughs> Gordita crunches and Baja Blast freezes. Oh, yeah. You know who else likes cheesy Gordita crunches? David Williams. He likes so many of them. (laughs) And you never let me forget it. Awful day for me. You should have never brought it up. But I will remember it. If I meet a David Williams... I'm going to like take a selfie with him and be like, you're not going to understand why I need this, but please hold your ID up and I'm going to. So just to fill you in, Peyton, um, David Williams stole or a man named David Williams 
stole Garrett's Taco Bell account and ordered like $500 worth of Taco Bell from multiple different locations. Across the country. Across the country, like Albuquerque, Minnesota, Texas, like all over the place. Kansas. Wait, at the same time. He didn't even get to enjoy it. He just no, ordered he just it from a, it. no. Yeah. He took over my Taco Bell account, renamed it my, my account from Garrett Brock to David Williams, and then placed orders at Taco Bell's for like eighty bucks for which is a solid sixty power bucks, move, by the way. seventy bucks. But why not change the password? Like he, because he wanted you to know. He wanted you to log in and see. <laughs> I am not David Williams. Who is David Williams? But I. But I have my I have my Cash App card connected to my Taco Bell account, so I start getting all these notifications that I spent eighty dollars at Taco Bell, I spent seventy dollars at Taco Bell, I spent a hundred dollars at Taco Bell, and I was like, no, I didn't. I just I just left Beef through Drive Through. Like I did not <laughs> I was not at Taco Bell, and so I like tried to, you know, cancel the um the. The the pet like the the appending amount on my card, but they wouldn't mm. let me cancel it on my card. So I had to go through and contact all of the individual Taco Bells to cancel the oh. order. It was a nightmare. Wow, it was a nightmare. Uh, can we have a deep moment of uh, introspection? <laughs> what that. is the most money that you have spent on just yourself at a fast food drive through? Hmm. Probably like twenty bucks. Those are rookie numbers. You got to pump those numbers up. <laughs> Just myself. I mean, I feel like it's, I don't know. I feel like I'm close to like forty. I think about forty-five. There what was did one you time get? I got, if you get on, four on, sandwiches at Chick Fil A, that's like forty bucks. It's like thirty-six bucks. So, so I had just got done fasting for two weeks, and I was starving. I go to McDonald's and I ordered an absurd amount of food. And I ate it all in one sitting, and then I proceeded to sit on the toilet for the next like thirty hours. <laughs> That'll get you. Did you at least get a sweet tea? Yes. Yes. Oh okay. My gosh. I yeah. I was gonna. I agree with Tyler. I think the most I've spent is probably twenty. But I mean, I guess I, it depends. Like, what you consider fat? Like, do you consider Buffalo Wild Wings fast food? Oh, I've spent like a hundred dollars at Buffalo Wild Wings <clears throat> on yourself. Well, okay. Yes. But that is for multiple meals because okay. on Thursdays it's BOGO. Yeah. So you spend like a chunk of change and it's like a week's worth of food. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, when I was in college, I had, I, I went to Buffalo Wild Wings like once a week, if not more. Um, and, you know, when you're in college, you can eat just an obscene amount of food all the yeah. time. Um, so I would get a large, I'd get a large boneless wing and a large order of cheese curds, which was like probably close to 30 bucks. Yeah. I mean, otherwise normal fast food, probably like normal fast food is like 17 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like 15, it just like Taco Bell. It's hard to walk out of Taco Bell, not spending more like less than 15 bucks. Yeah, because all the good stuff isn't on the dollar menu. It's true. I've got to get, I've got to get a Crunchwrap Supreme every time I go there. Uh, get, can I change your life? Yeah. Get a Crunchwrap Supreme with extra nacho cheese. Ooh. Okay. It is it is instantly better. Like I have converted so many people. I have friends <laughs> who will send me a picture of their Crunchwrap with a bite out of it and just got it with the extra nacho cheese. Yeah, I mean, I got to get a Crunchwrap Supreme. I've got to get a cheesy gordita crunch. Um, I really like they have like this kind of beefy Frito, <clears throat> not the beefy Frito beefy. burrito. 
It's like a nacho burrito or something. I usually get one. Oh, of those. I've had that. <clears throat> I gotta get the Baja Blast Freeze, and I like the the Doritos Locos Tacos. And I am all about the cheesy Fiesta potatoes with steak. Like you add steak I don't to like it. Pot- I don't love potatoes. I don't either. Potatoes so. are like chicken. It's only as good as the flavor it's delivering to your mouth. I agree with that. <clears throat> like I don't like chicken. Like most people like chicken. I'm like I love wings, but it's not the wing I'm after. It's the sauce on the wing. Yeah, yep. I get that. <clears throat> Same with potatoes, which is weird because I married a Norwegian who lives on potatoes. Like, let's have mashed potatoes. Let's have this. I'm like, I have a steak. <laughs> Again, another. <laughs> we tried to stop the tangent and then just went further down. It was a good conversation. Well, and then you realize that McDonald's with a family is expensive. You spend like 60 bucks and you're like, all I got was Happy Meals and food for me and my wife. And it's 60 bucks. Yeah. Which hurts because it's McDonald's. <laughs> Tyler, how's uh, <clears throat> how's Aspen doing with T Ball? Um, slightly better, but it's still like a battle uphill. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh! So you have to go on the field with her, which I'm one of the coaches, so it's okay. But like, she won't run the bases on her own. She won't let any of the other t- coaches talk to her. She like hides behind me. Um, and then once she does get out in the outfield with her glove, she instantly takes her glove off and then runs in circles. <laughs> so I guess it's typical T-ball behavior. That's kids playing T-ball. Uh, she runs and jumps on the fence and tries to climb the fence. And I'm like, get down, come over here. They're hitting the ball to you. Okay. And then she catches the ball and throws it and then runs away. It's <laughs> a little kid throwing a baseball. is one of the cutest things on the planet though. Oh, it is. It is. It's just there like is this one. <laughs> There is this one Hispanic kid we have on this team, right? And he is four years old. This kid's got a cannon. <laughs> like, he's got a cannon. He is fast. He smashes the ball past the bases. I don't know. This kid's going to be like an MLB player. Like, he's <laughs> four years old. And, like, he's smashing it. He's already better than you. <laughs> yeah, he's already better than me off the tee, man. <laughs> so it's going better than gymnastics? Oh, far better than gymnastics. Oh, my gosh. That was, oh, that was terrible. <laughs> That's so funny. <clears throat> how's uh how's Oakley doing? Uh, she's good. Um just like TJ said, uh you had those children with the most ungodly cry you've ever <laughs> heard that will send a shriek up your spine. Yeah. Every single time. So it's not like she's uncomfortable. She is <laughs> it's, it's like a windigo. Like it's straight <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. <laughs> You almost want to like record it and send it to some game developer and be like, this is the scream. This is the scream. I've never had a child like cry and just instantly makes you mad. Like cry cries. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, like what is this sound? It's like nails on a chalkboard. Oh my god. But the chalkboard somehow, is your soul. Exactly. Just- somehow your holder like way away from you and it's like right in your ear. Like it's it's got a direct path into your ear, eardrum. It's unreal. This might <laughs> Other be a than bad, that, it's fantastic. This might be a bad <laughs> husband and father moment, but it's gotten to the point on road trips that I just put the AirPods in and noise canceling, and I'm just like, "Honey, if you want me not to rage while I'm driving, you're gonna let me listen in my audiobook in peace." Man, I don't blame you. <laughs> That's amazing, Tyler. I, I tell the people about your singing contest. You're lighting up the nation 
with those yeah, gold, dude, with I those, want updates. With those golden <laughs> pipes of yours. Yeah, lighting up the nation or the small town of like 12,000 of Wetumpka, Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm in the singing competition. Uh, I'm in the semifinals this weekend. Um, I sang Golden Hour by Jake and Will It Go Round in Circles by Billy Preston last week. So I felt I did a really good job. So we'll see this weekend. I'm going to do uh, Hurricane by Luke Combs and oh. uh, Love in the Dark by Adele. Nice. That's Heck a yeah. bold move. Hold yes. move, Cotton. Let's see how it pays off. Life, uh, life for me has been good. Um, we've been, we're just on baby watch, twenty four seven, waiting for this kid to pop out. Um, this will probably be the last podcast that we record before we have him. Um, so that's pretty, that's pretty crazy. Um, <clears throat> by the time this episode comes out, we will have already scheduled our c-section i believe um so as of recording we've got <clears throat> about a week until our um our next ultrasound and then if baby is still sideways like he is now um we'll we'll schedule a c-section and get that guy out of there um <clears throat> but it's you uh, gotta take you gotta take your wife to the mall and okay. just have her walk laps dude she can't she can't walk right now <laughs> Literally, like, that's that was one of the kids. Uh, I can't remember which kid. Uh, and literally, we took her, she and her mom went to the outlet collection and just walked circles around the mall. And that adjusted baby down and got everything like going the right direction. If we could, we would. But I mean, she like like walking around the house is mostly fine. But even then, there's like times that she like <clears throat> is just doubled over in pain and like can't walk. Jeez. Um like we went to, we were at church on Sunday and, you know, I'm used to it. So I'm not like freaking out about it now. Like I'm just trying to comfort her a little bit and I'm not as, as worried because it happens all the time, but <clears throat> people at church aren't, haven't seen that. So like anytime she'd like stop walking and double over there, like, is she okay? Is, she, is the baby coming right now? Like, is she, is she okay? We're like, she's fine. Like. This is normal. This is normal, unfortunately. And one of the girls, one of the girls in the music office <laughs> goes, You're not making pregnancy look very fun. And <laughs> pregnancy sucks. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, no, I, I don't know who told you pregnancy was fun. Um, but it's it's not. Um, it's pretty so painful. Sorry, I'm inconvenienced to your dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially that last that last part's hard. Yeah. The last like three months. I mean, it's really been the last, like, I'd say from now, it's been like the past, like, two weeks have been really rough. Um, The most part, it's been, she's been uncomfortable, but, I mean, just the fact that he's sideways, it makes it a lot worse for her, and so. um, Yeah, how far along is she again? So, as of today, she is 37 weeks. Um, We will... When we go in for our appointment, it'll be a day after 38 weeks. Um, okay. <clears throat> and they're going to schedule us for a C-section, I think, the week of after like the 39th week has been completed. Or like maybe after the 30, like as soon as the 39th week starts, anytime in between 39 weeks and 40 weeks, they'll they'll schedule us for a C-section. So okay. looking, looking <clears throat> most likely like the week after Easter is when we will... Um, do that. So, gotcha. So here's gotcha. the question, or yeah. at least this. I mean, it's not really a question, but it's a piece of advice. 
at the same time. Yeah. Has she mentioned a push present to you? She has. Yes. Okay. So you are aware of what a push present is? I, yes. I haven't gotten okay. anything. Okay. Did you? I would, did I you? would strongly advise. Uh, the first child, I got her a car. And the second one, we were like, okay, we're strapped. We're, okay, Oprah. Jeez. <laughs> you get a we car. Upgraded her car. Upgraded her car. I didn't just buy a car. Um, but uh, that was the first one. And the second one was like, well, we're not, not really in a financial position to buy another car. So let's just, I got her a Stanley Cup. We were good to go. I got her, I got her a Stanley Cup, um, a few weeks ago, but that was for our anniversary. She just um, has something that when she leaves the hospital, she can see it, even if it's twenty dollars. Just something, <laughs> not twenty dollars cash, but like something of <laughs> something of value that she's interested in or likes or has been wanting. That's just something she minuscule that she may not even think about. The only thing that she's mentioned is, but it's more so like she's debating as to what she wants to get for when. She graduates school because when she graduates school, she'll have her master's degree. Um, <clears throat> so, like, she is like, she keeps telling me like what she wants for graduating school, um, and it's either <clears throat> either like a a Louis Vuitton purse or a new car, and she nice. le- is leaning towards the purse more than the car. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Dude, those things uh, are so expensive. They are. I mean, a, like, I mean, it's like I, I feel like we looked the other day. And I mean, they're like, I mean, this, the one that she wants, I mean, they're all expensive, but I mean, like the one that she wanted was probably like seventeen or $1,800. So I was at a construction site uh, maybe a year ago, and it's across the street from this really ritzy area, or it's in a ritz, like where all the rich Microsoft Amazon people live. Yeah. Like you go into a parking garage and it's Bentleys, Lambos, Ferraris, and, uh, you want to feel fear is park your your dirty F one fifty next to a Lamborghini. That'll mm-hmm. that'll scare you. Um, but I in my like high vis and everything, I dumped my gear and I was like, I'm gonna go walk into this Louis Vuitton store because <laughs> you know it's almost Christmas. Yeah. And I saw this purse that spoke to me for my wife. Where mm-hmm. I was like, Ooh, I wanna get that. And it was in a glass case, warning sign number one. Yep. Did not pay attention to it. Uh, I look at the price. It was $6,800. Goodness. $6,800 for a purse. I'm like, I love you, honey, but here's a picture of a purse I thought about getting you. (laughs) And then I realized I'm not buying it for you. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. I couldn't spend $6,800 on something for me. Like that would hurt. Like it, it it would. That's a large amount of money. Like the most money I've spent on me are custom built guitars. And that's like three grand that that hurts. Second, that still hurts. The second to that is your normal Chick-fil-A order. <laughs> that's only on a hungry day. That's only on a hungry day. No, but yeah, I mean I so yeah, I haven't I, I need to get something. I haven't <clears throat> I haven't thought of, of of anything yet that that would be good enough, but Cause I don't, I don't, I don't like giving crappy presents. I like giving really good presents. Same same way. But sometimes a crappy present or sometimes a perfect present is not a lot of money. Yeah, no, for sure. I, a lot of my presents, the the presents I like to get are very practical and very same. So my wife, the cook, I like, I bought her a KitchenAid. That's a great present. 
No, somebody on Facebook told me I was being super misogynistic, putting her in the kitchen. And I was like, one, no. <laughs> Two, my wife cooks because that's her love language. And, she's and so it dang, made her incredibly happy. Like, good at it. You would know you didn't come out for my birthday. I know. I'm sorry. Don't it's be rough. sorry. Just do be better. better. I know. Yep. <clears throat> it'll, it'll happen soon. Yeah, so um, this is the first I've ever heard of a push present. Really? Um, and I've had two kids, and this I is, feel like a is, horrible, This horrible is husband. also <laughs> coming from the guy yeah. whose wife gave birth naturally at home, like nothing, no medications. Twice, yeah. Twice. <laughs> oh my gosh. Jeez, yeah, man. she's... Wait, she's a thing? this is a thing? Yeah. 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 Home birth. Push present is a thing. No, no, no. I oh. understand home birth. Push presents. I have oh. never heard. Oh, no, no. It's it, a it thing. It basically started in a cult thing on like some mom groups or whatever. And that's where it started. I've almost, like, I, all, when we first got pregnant, I was, I was almost bullied into getting her a push present. Like she was mm-hmm. like, you have to get this for me. And if you don't like, we're like, it's going to be a conversation. She's like, I am, she's like, I am pushing out your child. Like you need to give me something. And I was like, oh my God, like the hormones started changing already. Like this is, (laughs) who are you? (laughs) It's really the first child though. Like the second one, it wasn't that big of a deal. Like she didn't care that much. Cause like, I mean, we're married. We get what we want. Like we just, if we want something, we just go buy it. But the first child, it was kind of early on. So she's like, I deserve a present for this. So (laughs) it's kind of like a cult thing that started on like these, these mom groups or whatever. And so I got her one for at least the first one. Um, but it, like the interest kind of dies down after the first one. I really don't think I did any of that. Actually, no. My push present was Taco Bell. <laughs> because uh, at freaking Luke, we were in the hospital for four days. Uh, she was pushing for three. And then had... She was uh, pushing for three days? Yep. And then we had an emergency C-section and literally babies out in the little, little plastic Tupperware that they put the kid in. And, um, we're like, I'm like, are you, are you good? And she goes, I want Taco Bell. I've had <laughs> crap hospital food for three days. And then the last day was just like water and like the crappy ice chips, like, ice chips. And, uh, like, a little plastic cup with juice in it that you had to pull a lid off that tasted nothing like it was like the LaCroix of juices. It was oh, like God. water Jeez. transported next to an apple. Like <laughs> it was horrible. And oh, so, yeah, that rough. was my push present. I got her a triple steak stack and like five soft tacos. And she was just Jeez. sitting there eating Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys know what um, a molar pregnancy is? Uh-uh. No, no. So basically, it's when um, there's an egg that gets fertilized, but the egg actually doesn't have any DNA in it. So instead of a baby being born, um, it actually just turns into a bunch of cysts that oh. grow and expand, and they can become cancerous, right? So, or at the very least, a gnarly tumor. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, my wife actually had that um, before we got pregnant with our first child. Jeez. And we were three months along and uh, before we found out, because we went in for an ultrasound. Yeah. And um, the uh, tech didn't say anything, like the person like doing the 
the ultrasound didn't say a word. She turned the screen from us. And we were like, it's real weird. What's going on? Yeah. And um, as soon as the doctor walks in, she's like, okay, so you guys have a molar pregnancy. Da, 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 da. And we were like, hold on, hold on. Take 10 steps back. What is that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Jeez. But uh, basically we had to do an emergency DNC and get it all out. And so my wife basically went through postpartum depression just without the joy of having a baby. Jeez. So it was yeah. really, really hard. That's right. So, yeah, um, you could say her push present at that moment was uh, McDonald's <laughs> because we were waiting to check out, but they wouldn't bring us any food. Um, and there was a McDonald's right across the street. And so my wife sent me to go get some. And, um, it was wonderful. It was yeah. so much better than the food that they gave us. So, <laughs> Part of being saying, a good husband is getting your wife something. food. If McDonald's exactly. is like that much better than hospital food. Dude, it was, it was, <clears throat> it was like going to a five-star restaurant versus a hospital food. It was, yeah, it was like you could hear Gordon Ramsay yelling in the kitchen. Like, Dude, it was that it, good. You an idiot sandwich! <laughs> if, it, if it gives you any kind of uh, recollection about like this kind of hospital, uh, it was shut down like five years later. Jeez. Oh, nice! Yikes! Or four years later, three years later—I don't know. Just how to put in perspective, how bad these hospitals' foods are. The hospital that we went to—they gave us a free Papa John's pizza after the birth. <laughs> like they give you a coupon for every birth for a free large unlimited topping Papa John's pizza with every birth. Dude, hospital <laughs> food is horrible. You guys are making me in. so excited to that's eat hospital awesome. food in a, in a few <laughs> weeks. So no, no, bad. no, no, no! You gotta sneak food in, like uh, our. Two of our kids, three of our kids were born in one hospital. One kid was born in a different one. There was a Taco Bell and a McDonald's close to the one that we had three kids. And the other one was close to a Sonic and a Chick-fil-A. And if you're telling, if you, you're out of your freaking mind, if I didn't grab Sonic and grab cheesy tots and a cherry limeade for my wife. I mean, our, our hospital is right next to, it's close to a Burger King. It's close to a uh, Chipotle. It's close to Starbucks. Um, it's right across the street from a Costco. Um, so I mean, there's, there's food and my, my best friend, uh, told me he's a pastor at our church and he told me that he has a, um, a visitor's pass that he can go to basically go to any hospital and not count as like a visitor because he's a pastor. Um, so he was like, if you ever need food or you ever need anything, let me know and I'll bring you, I'll bring you in whatever you want. I was yeah. like, but nice. I mean, we've, we've already got a bag packed full of snacks and you're going to want hot food, like comfort food. Yeah. Like I will say like, it's again, another thing that wasn't in dad handbook food is hugely important when you are at the hospital. Cause yeah. it is Cause crap. I mean, we're going to, with a C-section, we'll probably be there for, I would assume at least two to three days. So so yeah, we'll be we'll be ready for some for some hot meals and yeah, yeah we're getting ready. Well, it's crazy. I also, like, if, if she's gonna be breastfeeding, she's gonna want to eat a lot. Yeah, she's <laughs> gonna be so freaking Holy hungry. Cow. Yeah, you're gonna burn so many calories and <laughs> well, be hungry the entire. And especially with little Ed being sideways, she probably <laughs> hasn't Love been it. able to like eat and like. He's kicking into her gut constantly. Yeah, she doesn't eat a ton. <clears throat> so all of a sudden, she'll have full room and stomach, and yeah, know where the food is around. 
<laughs> like, what is it in decent driving distance to be like, honey, these are your options. What are you feeling? <clears throat> Dude. Yeah. There's a, it's actually there's a, important. There's a gas station. Do you guys have Casey's gas stations? I think it's only a I've Midwest, been to them. Midwestern no, thing. No. Um, they have really great pizza. Is that the one that also has really good potato wedges? Probably. I don't know. They've got a lot of like really good like JoJo's. If you're from that area of the country that calls them that, so good with ranch. I mean, we got a Bucky's. I I, I haven't been to a Bucky's in probably ten years. I Bucky's is I've a heard, bolt, but it's amazing. I've heard good things it about is, Bucky's, but I've never been there. It is uh, what every gas station should be, <clears throat> but none of them are. It's like a mini Walmart. <laughs> they serve brisket in the middle of the gas station. And their and coffee section is beautiful. Good brisket. It's not gas station brisket. It's like top tier brisket, man. It's like Abe out yeah. there smoking it himself. Like, yeah, dude. Heck yeah. yeah. No, it's, I haven't been to a Bucky's since I lived in Texas. Somehow yeah. I guess. <laughs> is this now somehow I eat? Is that where we're at I mean, in this bucket? That's, I feel like we circled food for like. That's what dad's last. like. Dads enjoy food. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Peyton, you have anything? Any funny stories about your kids or family or anything? I'm sure we're still uh, here. Oh gosh. Uh, I have a story that happened earlier today. Yeah. Um, it's share. not necessarily super funny, but it's kind of like heartbreaking. Um, okay. Not in like a terrible, sad way, but it's <laughs> sad for me because, you know, it's my daughter. But um, I was getting ready to leave for work earlier today and um i was saying bye to my daughter you know all that stuff and she was coming up and cuddling and kissing me and things like that um like not really wanting me to leave and so i was walking out the door kind of giving her last little like goodbye kisses and things like that and i closed the door and i walked to the car and as soon as i pull out of the driveway my wife sends me a video of my daughter and she's literally like covering her eyes like walking really slow like super sad and she was just like, Dad, Dad, come back. I was like, why? I was like, why are you so cute? You make me want to quit my job right now just to come back home. Yeah. I feel like that's probably what a lot of days are like having kids. Yeah. It is. There's nothing better than coming home because uh, our driveway, the kids' bedrooms are above our driveway. And when I pull in and I see a little waving hand, like they hear my truck. Yeah. And that is like, you're going to piss me off in like the next 30 minutes. I know it. <laughs> but in this moment, you're the most adorable human beings I, I have the pleasure of being around. Yeah. My favorite thing is I have a motorcycle and that's what I typically use as my, um, my vehicle of transportation. Um, just because we only have one car. And so I, I live right next to school and work. So I use that. And um, every time there's a motorcycle sound that goes by. She runs to the door. She goes, dad, 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 dad. (laughs) And so it's my favorite when I'm pulling in and I see her run as fast as possible to the glass door and just like stare outside like, dad, 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 dad. She'll like start waving and like blowing kisses and stuff. And I'm just like, this is, this is life. I love it. It's so good. (laughs) This is the height of luxury. Yeah. My daughter can't understand the concept that when I'm in my truck and she's at the door, I can't hear her, but I can (laughs) see her up the glass door with both hands on it. And she's just talking. I see her mouth moving and I hear just like faint screams. She's saying something and she's just telling me a whole story through the door while I'm in my car and it's running. 
<laughs> she can't understand that concept. The beautiful innocence of kids. Bless her heart, dude. Yeah. That's the, so uh, funny. I, I had to ba- leave. I now have a fun dad moment. Uh, <clears throat> I hear crying over the headphones and I go out. Levi had gone up the playground in our backyard because we got like a one of those big houses with like a slide and swings and all that ju- stuff. And he got up and then he was afraid to go down the slide. And I walked to the back door and he's just like, like full on just sad face, not hurt, not scared, just sad, like so depressed that he can't go down this slide. And I had to do the, the hands at the bottom of the slide to catch him. And then I bring him inside and he goes, but dad, my peaches are out there and I see a little fruit cup. I'm like, don't worry. Don't worry. I got you, buddy. I got and I you, walk bro. out there. Yeah. Peaches are the best fruit. That's I still love strawberries. That's her. That's her thing. Like his strawberries every morning. And Dr. Pepper. And nerds. Not in the morning. We give her a good breakfast. She gets We're not insane. We don't, give her, we don't give her Dr. It's Pepper not for nerds. breakfast. It's nerd rope. <laughs> <laughs> it's nerd rope. It's nerd salad. Or structured. <laughs> Introducing the all-new Baby Shield, the ultimate solution for parents that are getting tired of getting caught in the line of fire during diaper changes. Now you can experience all the joy and fulfillment of parenthood without all the mess. Baby Shield protects you from unexpected squirts and spurts that sloppy infants emit. Laboratory (laughs) glue. Laboratory-grade rubber gloves guard your hands and forearms from gunk, and its clear plastic screen allows you to savor every precious moment with your baby while blocking those unsavory smells and secretions. Other uses of the baby shield include sawing wood. High-impact plastic protects the household handyman from flying debris. Petting stray animals. Heavy-duty rubber gloves protect from broken glass, nails, and dog's teeth. And last but not least, you can also use as a, use it as a windshield when you're riding your bike while protecting your face from the cold weather and the bugs that fly around you. But wait, there's more. The Baby Shield also comes with a built-in bottle opener, so now you can crack open a cold one while changing diapers without fear of getting soaked. And for an extra fee, you can even get a customized Baby Shield with your favorite sports team's logo or your own personal design. Don't wait. Order today, and we'll throw in a free poo poncho to protect your clothes from any surprise explosions. That's amazing. That's Sean Payton's new motorcycle helmet. Well, hey, if you have any questions about dad life, parenting, or married life, please follow us and message us on Instagram, comment on YouTube at somehowidad, or email us at somehowidad at gmail.com. This question that we have this week comes from me, your host, because as this is, uh, you know, as I'm nearing nearing the days of um, our kid being here, um, I've got all the questions in the world. Um, but I think one thing that I've been wondering the past, um, few weeks, I know we've talked about it, about having an episode about this, but I just want to know, how do you guys, um, how do you date your spouse after, 
after um, having a baby. Because, you know, <clears throat> we've talked about on, on a multitude of occasions that um, you, your wife, you almost lose your wife in a sense of, of your wife having to take care of the baby so much and having to feed them constantly. And um, so how do you guys, how did you guys prioritize your marriage um, and there's in those first few weeks and months. Um, and what are, what are some, what are some tips that I can take away from this and, you know, come out of this stronger and not feel like I'm lacking anything in my marriage. So I'm still trying to figure that out too. Uh, I mean, we've got a, we got a three-year-old and a seven week old. So it's, it's really hard to figure that out. But as far as like, after you come home, how to balance those first couple of weeks. Um, I think it's, for this first first couple of weeks, it's all about the baby. Like it's it's gonna be 110% about the lid. Um, <laughs> and then after the the weeks go by and you get kind of more comfortable and you build some sort of routine, then you work in time for just each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to make time, even if it's 30 minutes and you're just sitting in bed talking. Like without the baby as a distraction, he's asleep, good to go, take 30 minutes. Like you've got to find some point during the day to to work in time to talk or share dreams, share visions, uh, like what you're, what she's going through during the pregnancy, what you're going through, mm-hmm. what you're stressed about, what she's stressed about, um, stuff like that. Um, as far as after that, we're just now getting into a routine to where <clears throat> we can, uh, we can finally like go on dates and she can be some sort of separated from the baby mm-hmm. because like the first baby that you have, you're so attached. You don't want to leave him or leave her, whoever. Yeah. You don't want to leave your kid because you it's, it's your first kid. Like you are so ungodly attached to this baby. And uh, that was very, very difficult with the first one. Um, but I feel like with the second one, um, now that we've built some sort of routine that uh, we can leave the babies for two hours with my parents or her parents or whoever and go have go have lunch. Uh, we went to Top Golf the other day for our anniversary. That was a blast. We were going for three hours the whole day. And that's it. And we had a blast. And it was amazing. So just working in a couple of hours, like even if it's just a month, a couple of hours to go do something without the baby. Of course, that's not going to be within the first four weeks or whatever, but eventually yeah. finding time to where you have to, at some point, find something consistent where it's yeah. just you, Tom. Yeah. yeah. Um, what I recommend um, is obviously, like Tyler was saying, you have to make time for communication. Like, like he said, even if you're just sitting in bed for 30 minutes having a conversation, you have to have those lines of communication open. Otherwise, you know, you're not going to know what she's feeling. You know, you're not going to know what her postpartum journey is like because mm-hmm. it's, it's hard. It's really hard depending on um, like with, with our first kid, um, she really didn't have a lot of postpartum depression. But with the second kid, it's been, it's been really, really hard on her. Mm. So you have to be able to communicate and talk about that kind of stuff, even if it might be uncomfortable for you or for her or whatever. Um, and, uh, once you start getting used to like a little schedule with, with, you know, little Ed, um, you kind of got to get, uh, you know, a a little bit of like an in-house date going, you know, like, you know, it's been X amount of months without, you know, if you drink alcohol or if she drinks alcohol, you know, get some wine or something like that, sparkling stuff, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, make her a little dinner, you know, kind of like in the house kind of little date while you can. Um, and if you can get grandparents to come over and hang out with the kids for a couple hours while you guys go out and eat, awesome. 
Um, but that can be really hard, especially with, you know, I don't know if you guys are breastfeeding or bottle feeding, just kind of depends on the situation. But um, if you guys bottle feed, it might be easier for you guys to go out versus breastfeeding. You kind of have to be near the baby if they wake up and they need yep. some food or anything like that. But um, definitely you have to communicate. You have to, you have to talk about your expectations too. Because if your expectations are to be able to go out on a date, but her expectations are, I need to stay home tonight, you guys have to talk about that. Otherwise, one of you is going to be very disappointed. Um, so that's just my little two, bit, two cents on that. No, that makes sense. I would say as a man, you're going to want to fix things, or at least that's how I'm wired. Um, mm-hmm. So... A lot of that, and I will say I didn't think I did a very good job on like the first kid for sure. Um, but a lot of it is going to be just listening to your wife and just letting her, especially with a newborn, all of her uh, her external stimulus with grownups and adults is going to s- suck down to just you and the kid. And uh, she's going to need you to be the uh, other person to talk to because she's going to need just that that time to talk because she's not going out she's not doing things she's mm-hmm. focused on the kid um, but in that listening make sure you are listening to listen not listening to fix Yeah. Um, because I, I, like for me I'm wired that way when M and it's probably only been the last I've been married for almost 10 years probably like the last 3 or 4 where she doesn't always need a solution. She needs just somebody to talk to. And um, that's a big one that, that I would say. And a lot like what you guys said, just making time in the house when the kid's asleep and she has that break. Or even even the moments, especially I would say early in the, the new kid, giving her time to like take a shower and do your best to handle the kid so that she can have that 20 minutes in a hot shower where she can just wash off the day and feel like herself, do her makeup, do her hair, feel like she's um, in a routine, like a normal, like it's a normal day, even though there's a new kid and everything. And she knows that just giving her the opportunity to just be herself, be back to just, just her. And I, I mean, Early on, there's not much you can do as a dad. Like, you're there as hero support to your wife. You're yeah. not going to feed the kid. You can change the diaper, but if you're breastfeeding, a lot of the time, the crap happens when the feeding is happening. So it almost becomes like one process mm-hmm. where she just fed the kid. Now she's changing the diaper of the kid. And it's just that circle. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I, just being there for your wife, I think. Like it, it, it won't, it won't feel like a date because it's going to be like 30 minute increments in your day where you're just like sitting on the couch together talking yeah. or coming home with food, like yeah. make her feel special. Yeah. Like that, that was the biggest thing that I did or tried to do is come home with a Slurpee or some soft tacos from Taco Bell or come home from with Chick-fil-A or just something that makes her feel special yeah. and back into a normal routine because there's nothing normal about having a newborn like there it's it's especially when it's your first it's like it's fully uncharted territory yeah Mm -hmm. and uh you're both learning 
And you're both going to process that new kid in a different way. Because as a dad, I'm, I'm, for me, it was providing. So mm-hmm. uh, it's the, I'm going to work. I'm going to bring you home something sweet, something special for you. And then just be around for you. Because again, you're going to want it. But for you, Garrett, I, I think of the three of, of the four of us, I'm the only one who's had a C-section kid. Uh, your wife is going to be a freaking wreck for like, yeah, like for M because it was emergent. We never wanted to have a C-section, mm-hmm. but Luke was almost dying inside after like the two and a half or three days of pushing mm-hmm. or it wasn't necessarily pushing. It was like an induced labor. So they use the it's like Pitocin or something that kicks her body into thinking yeah. that it's time. Yeah. But they were fi- her body was fighting the pregnancy or not the pregnancy, the labor, because her body didn't think it was time, but it was time. And then every time she'd have a contraction, his heart rate heart rate would drop precipitously. Gotcha. And then it would come back up and then she'd have another contraction and it would drop hard. So it was one of those, like she's hooked up to the machines, constant beeping. It's mm-hmm. the the piece of paper that's her heart rate and his heart rate. And you could see that her heart rate would spike on a contraction and his would plummet. And um, so it was an emergency C-section for that. But um, she won't even be able to get out of bed. Like yeah. literally, I've heard her, um, her aunt just had a baby not too long ago. And she, she asked her like how long, how long did it take her to kind of feel normal? Like you're not normal again, but like enough to even get out of the house. And she said like three weeks. Yeah. So she can't, she won't be able to roll out of bed to get in the bathroom. You're going to be waking up to help your I mean, wife thankfully, out. Thankfully I have, I have three weeks off of work, so it yeah. should work out pretty well, but <clears throat> Yeah. I would say it's more important. Uh, and I, I, I think I failed at this on first kid for sure was um, that almost resentment, mm-hmm. you know, where like now I'm getting woken up. It sounds so petty now, but <laughs> once you have like two weeks of getting woken up, not only when the kid, cause she can't get up to go to the bassinet to get the kid. So yeah. kid starts crying she wakes you up to get the baby to her to feed. Then you're walking to go get the diaper. You're coming back. You're when baby's done fed and changed back to the bassinet. You're trying to get the baby to go to sleep. Then your wife has to go to the bathroom. So you have to help her out of bed. And it's, it's, it's very human to get overwhelmed. Or I would say it's very human. Cause yeah. I was like, in in my mind, I'm like, this isn't what I signed up for, but it's totally what you signed up for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, C-section is gnarly and uh, your your wife will be in a lot of pain and discomfort because they literally like it's gnarly. I hope you watch that in your uh, Miracles of Birth videos, but we did not. Oh, a C-section. You're going to again, you're going to want to punch a doctor. It's, there's nothing you can do about it. We also, at our last uh, appointment, found out that, um, so with him being sideways, now there's there could be more complications where if his back is, like if his, if his, if his tummy is towards her feet, or if his back is towards her feet. So which, like which way is he flipped in the stomach could matter. 
And the doctor said that if his back is towards her feet, they'll have to, instead of doing like a horizontal incision, like kind of under her stomach, they'd have to do a vertical incision, almost the entire length of her stomach because they don't have anything to pull the baby out. Um, Like they can't like grab onto anything. So, um, so there's just like all the, (laughs) all the variables involved on Um, the plus side. It can only get simpler from here on all the next kids. Well, they they said if they have to do a a vertical incision, that we would have to do, um, we could only do, we could only have two more pregnancies, and they would be um, they'd be C sections automatically at thirty seven weeks, uh, because at that point they have to like cut they have to like basically cut open the uterus, and yep. um, there'd be scar tissue on the uterus and you risk. Rupturing the yeah, uterus. Yeah, you risk rupturing the uterus. So we'd have Which to Which is what, yeah, that's, that's, but that's also doctor to doctor because that's what they told M. Mm-hmm. They said, now that you've had a C section, every other kid will be a C section. Yeah. But uh, only first kid was C section. The next three were all natural. Gotcha. So yeah, it's, definitely. It's sorry, how the baby, how she heals. They're like, they'll, they'll know better. But yeah, it, it is a risk of, um, but I, I guess, yeah, that would be because they're cutting the uterus this way instead of horizontally. They're going vertical. Yeah. So maybe it's how it heals. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm not that smart. Yeah. But yeah, I, w- I would I would look into it with a bunch of different, like if, if it actually does happen, not saying it will, praying that it doesn't happen. Um, but if it does, um, definitely check with a lot of different healthcare providers and see um, what their odds are of VBACs, which is vaginal birth after C-section. Yep. Um, so just double check with all of them, see what their rates are, see what they, what, what their percentages are like. So that's um, very old school thinking to say that a C-section means C-sections only. That medical yeah. technology has increased yeah. much, much better than it was. Mm-hmm. So, uh, question, when you talked about not wanting to like, not trying to fix things, um, the first thing that kind of came to my head with the discussion we've had is like, is there, is there anything that you can do as the dad or as the husband to help with postpartum depression? Or is it like kind of something you just kind of have, they have to figure out themselves and let it ride its course or. They have to figure it out, but you have to be available at every opportunity to listen mm-hmm. um, because it's it's not even mental. It's hormonal. It is 100 percent hormonal any gotcha. more than you can fight your hormones. Yeah. Think uh, the flood like she'll know that it makes no sense and that will be incredibly frustrating. And probably, but that does not change. Exactly. It doesn't change what she is feeling. Yeah. So you just have to be supportive it, you can't fix it. She can't fix it in any way, shape or form, it, at least in my experience. It was all and I didn't understand that. Probably I would say pre baby coming out. It is important that you guys have a conversation about that, that I'm here to listen, mm-hmm. because for M, she I mean, we're all 90s kids where showing emotion and feelings was not particularly encouraged. Mm-hmm. in our uh upbringings yeah um so the first two kids she definitely just tried to handle it herself and i didn't 
I didn't know how much she was going through until afterwards where she would talk to me about it. So mm-hmm. um, before baby comes out, I'd say I'd have the little sit down talk where you're like, hey, I know I'm not going to be able to understand. And I know you're not going to be able to understand it really, but I'm here. I want you to talk to me, even if it's just to sit there and vent. <clears throat> like, gotcha. I, I think that's the biggest thing you can do. At least in my experience, because there's nothing you can do. Yeah, you can make her feel special. That's that's about it, and you can be there for her to listen to listen to her. But gotcha. don't try and fix it. Yeah, because I definitely did that. Noted once, <laughs> and, and I you, don't think and then you learned learned your lesson. Well, <laughs> as a logical person, she was talking about her feelings, <laughs> and uh, I. To this day, it, it has come out jokingly, but that means it left an impression, which is bad. Yeah. Um, where I said feelings don't matter. <laughs> because, and, and my, and beautiful, and this is literally how I talk to my kids, because it, it works for a kid. It doesn't work for a, a mother going through postpartum. But it was, uh, if you wake up from a nightmare, you feel fear. But you also know that you're awake. So that feeling you have has no basis in reality Mm. at all. You can be terrified. Adrenaline could have dropped in your body. You could feel like you are in danger, but you also know you just woke up from a dream and the dream isn't real. And that's unless you have to shoot the monsters in your closet with Nerf guns for. This is true. This is true. (laughs) But that was so I do that to give my kids power over their dream. No, for sure. But to tell your wife her feelings have no basis in reality it's like is the worst poor thing life. Could have said. <laughs> Good job, uh, no. CJ. <laughs> I look back. I'm mortified that I said it, and I mean, I'm right, but that doesn't mean I'm right. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, right. for sure. There's a lot of things it, you're going to say that is logical to you. Yeah, like exactly. It's not going to come across that way. Exactly. <laughs> so validate her yeah. feelings and encourage her. Mm-hmm. And listen, that's that's literally all I can say to that, because, like- yeah, that's that's literally all you can do, because you are not. As a man, you're not capable of feeling what she is going through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just listen to her. See, with, with Ashley, it's she had a little bit of postpartum depression, but it, at the same time, it wasn't that she so she she wanted a break like she didn't want to have to take care of the baby 24 seven. She wanted help. Right. So she wanted me to help and help her take care of the baby. But at the same exact time, she didn't want to let go of the baby. <laughs> so yeah. she wanted to take care of the baby and then let go of the baby all at the same time. So it's like you're fighting uh, emotional, you're fighting uh, hormonal, you're fighting all sorts of emotions that are coming through. And she's going to want two things at the same time that you can't give her. Mm-hmm. So you ha- sometimes you do have to pick the logical thing and just, just go with it. And then sometimes you just have to hear her complain about nonsense per se. Yeah, and, exactly. And just hear it's it. not real, but it's real to her. Exactly. And uh, yeah. yeah. And like, I hope you've been taking notes of all the stuff that has made her sick during pregnancy, like I the have. smells of things, yeah. the pregnancy knows, the stuff she loves. And as soon as she's like clear to go, start bringing those things back that she loves. Because <laughs> that will, that will instantly, it's amazing what a stupid gift can do. Yeah, for your wife, like it's it's slurpy. 
A Coke Slurpee. I still remember. I brought her a Coke Slurpee from 7-Eleven, and she just sat there, held it, and cried because she was so happy. <laughs> I will say, after about the first week or two, um, you can kind of get a grasp on what uh, she wants to do. If she wants to be so involved with this child um, that she doesn't really, not that she doesn't want your help, but that she she wants to take care of this child. Like she wants to do all the feeding. She wants to do all the changing. Like that's like her bonding time. Yeah. I wouldn't say take that away from her. Um, but you do have to spend time with your child at the same time. Yeah. I mean, you've yeah. only got three weeks off. So you have yeah. to see your child, date your wife, see your wife, support your wife in three weeks. So yeah. it's, no, it's a, a lot. lot. I'm trying to get sleep. Yeah. Good luck yeah. with that. So the, <laughs> yeah, it's really uh, not that bad. The sleep. I, bad. yeah. And I, I I never did this, but I had a buddy who did this and he said he regretted it. Like he's my age. He has like three kids. Um, but first kid, like he slept on the couch so he could sleep. And he's like, I regret that. Yeah. Yeah. Because his wife was supportive saying, yeah, go, go sleep on the couch. You know, yeah. I don't want to keep you up. Yeah. But he regrets first kid doing that. And he said he would never do it again yeah. because he felt like he missed Missed out on such a big part of exactly, yeah. But it's it was logical. He yeah. was working a lot of hours, but yeah. you know, it's 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 a learning curve. We're all learning. Yeah, yeah. I actually just did that um, last semester when I was in school. I was I was I had six classes and three jobs. Jeez, um, and it was really hard. And that happened to be you know October thirty first is when my son was born. So he was born on Halloween. And my wife was like, look, I know you have a lot of stuff on your plate. I don't want to have to add to it. Obviously, it, it was fine. Um, but um, she was like, I want you to sleep upstairs in our room on, on our bed. And I'm going to sleep downstairs because she couldn't go up and down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, I want, I'm going to sleep down here um, with the baby on the bed. And we're going to sleep down here. You can sleep upstairs, get all your all the rest you need, go to work, do whatever you need to do, go to school. Um, but I'm gonna sleep down here. You can come in and out and see the kid whenever you want. Um, but I didn't really like sleeping upstairs. I ended up coming down and after I think I slept up there one night and I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> like yeah. I can't. And so yeah. I, I went downstairs and I was sleeping down there with them too. So you're missing all the you miss those moments that those <clears throat> core moments. Like I know the kid won't remember it. But you'll remember yeah, the little it's like my, the, my the it's like the moments my boss has told me that, that he remembers the most is like you're up in the middle of the night and it's almost this weird piece of like the entire city is sleeping, but you're awake and you get yeah. to have these like precious moments when everyone else is sleeping and everyone else is quiet and you get to have these moments alone with your kid and um <clears throat> you kind of miss that when you're trying to I don't want to say be selfish, but when you're trying to like make sure that you're okay. Before mm-hmm. your wife's okay or whatever, like yeah, <clears throat> um, it's it's also uh, I I think I think I remember you saying she is breastfeeding, right? We're gonna that's our that's our plan. So Ashley went through a really rough patch with uh, with Aspen to where we couldn't get her to latch, we couldn't get her to drink, like we couldn't get her to do anything. We had to feed her with syringes, like just yep. put the syringe in her mouth and squirt it in slowly. Um, and that happened for like the first couple of weeks. She would not latch and she was strictly body bottle fed the entire time. 
And then with, she was like, she, like that will put you through a depression right there. Some women, it will just, it'll put you into depression. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know feel like you talked about that a little bit. It, it's like yeah. you're failing at the one thing you were put on this planet to do. Exactly. Yeah. You feel like you're just, you're worthless. Like you're basically just the dad, <laughs> like a second dad. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that might happen. So be prepared for that. But um, if it does, you just have to to reassure her that she is doing the right thing. Like even if she just strictly I'll say, pumps. I'll say, listen, babe, I know you really wanted to do this, but look where Aspen's at. She couldn't do it. And now she's drinking Dr. Pepper straight out the two liter. <laughs> Miracles can happen. Miracles there's can no, happen. There's nothing to worry about. <laughs> but that's another one you can't fix. And she's yeah. going to feel that in her soul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you're never going to understand that. Right. It'll depend on how she does it to how you can help. So if, yeah. if she's strictly just latch feeding, then you can't do anything. Yeah. You're just there. But if she's bottle feeding, that gives you a chance. And to me, I love bottle feeding. Because it gives you a chance to feed them and spend time with yeah. them. Even if you just take one feed <clears> a day, that's still 20 minutes you get to spend with them and just, just hold one them. One on one time. Yeah. 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 I feel like you're doing something, like you're accomplishing it's, something. And she can get her shower. Cool. She can do whatever. Exactly. Like she can go cook food. Like she gets a break. But if she's latch feeding, she's going to be like exhausted. Yeah. And she's going to feel like she can't do anything on her own. She has to have that child next to her. Yeah. So you're going to have two different opportunities there based on what happens. Or simultaneously both opportunities because sometimes the kid will decide to latch and other yep. times the next day it's just like, what is a boob? I don't <laughs> want this. Like it's, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. And you, you just ro- end up rolling with the punches. And uh, yeah, uh, I will say when baby comes out, square up on anybody who wants to kiss that kid or touch that kid. Yeah. Because getting that. your kid sick from somebody else. Thankfully, RSV season will be like pretty much at the end, but still RSV is no freaking joke. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to play no games. That is how um, Levi nearly died. Yeah. We made a rule for like the first month, no touching hands, no touching face. Like if you want to touch them on the shoulder, whatever, like not everybody, but like just family, like you want to touch yeah. them on the shoulder, you want to hold them. That's fine. But don't be like grabbing on their hands, kissing on their hands, kissing on their, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. yeah. So you can hold them. But don't like yeah. get your germs off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one last question I have before we wrap up the episode, um, and we can we can tr- probably try to make this quick. I know we're getting a little long on time, um, <clears throat> but as we were talking about earlier about you know making t- making time away from or not making time, but like not time. Let me just let me restart this. <clears throat> Words are hard. Um, <laughs> you know, as we were talking earlier about setting time aside to to be with your spouse or to go on dates or whatever. Um, I know Kate and I have talked about this a little bit, um, but I, I was just wondering if you guys, if you guys went through this or how you got through this. Um, but when it comes to your spouse, like, did they have a hard time enjoying time away from the baby when they got the time away from the baby? Like, were they so like, because as a mom, you have like those kind of motherly instincts of like, gosh, is my baby okay? Like, is whoever's watching my baby taking care of him um, the right way? Like, or <clears throat> were they able to kind of? not like not disattach their mind from the baby, but kind of enjoy the time away. Uh, I don't think personally four kids, my youngest is three. Uh, You still feel it like there's uh, so for our anniversary last year, we went to Vegas and we're like for like 
three months before it, we're just counting down. No kids, no nothing. <laughs> we're going to drink. We're going to eat food. We're going to, you know, just hang out. And then like day two, we're in the hotel room at the Luxor and we're like, damn it, I miss the kids. <laughs> and then as soon as that thought clicks, every moment away from them sucks. Gotcha. So yeah. it's it's not... As a parent, you're never not going to stop missing your kids, even when you're like, you know, they're totally fine. Everything's good. Yeah. But that's that's the new phase of life. You're always going to want to be with your kids. Yeah. Like even you're so excited to get a break and then you're like, oh, I miss the laughs. I miss the, the freak. <laughs> we call it qualoing where all of a sudden they're like, just latch onto your legs. Like that's that's <laughs> that's what the girls do the most. Um <clears throat> I don't think that ever goes away. At least, at least for me, my oldest is eight, and I still like, um, like I'll enjoy maybe a couple hours away with them, uh, away from them, and then all of a sudden I'm like, miss my kids. Just the, the 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 walk out, the kiss on the head, you know that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but for a newborn, I it's so especially first kid. Like you're gonna want to spend every second of every moment with that kid. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. resent work like no other. You're like this. <laughs> this freaking sucks. I just need yeah. to win the lottery and never go to go to work again. Yeah, right. because yeah. and then you'll win the lottery and then you'll be like, I kind of need to get out of the house. <laughs> so it's it's a weird. It, it'll good. it'll pull you both ways. Yeah, um, and I don't think. I don't think that's a newborn or like uh, it's just a parenthood thing. That's good to know. Yeah, um, I feel like with Ashley, it's like a lot. Uh, I guess stronger, not necessarily stronger of a feeling, but like the whole time we were out, like anytime we went out with just Aspen, like we had her, we leave her behind with my parents or whoever, and she'd be worried the entire time, like the entire time we were going. Like, I wonder how my baby's doing. I want to check in on my baby. Like, constantly texting about it. She could not get a break. And then I feel like the older she got, the better she got about that, and could kind of distance herself for an hour or two and then with this baby um with oakley it seems like she's a little bit better so she can go an hour or two without completely panicking about it but the whole time she's like i just want to go home and see my baby like <laughs> exactly. that's, that's what it is and i feel like i have to kind of keep her grounded like hey we're out here to have a good time let's have a good time i was we're gonna fine. say is like, that something good. is that something that you try to like i don't want to say force but like kind of try to remind them like, Hey, we're trying to get some time away for us. Or like, do you kind of just let them, let them be mom, let them have. I would say you encourage peace about yeah, the kid definitely. not being there. Not, you're not poo pooing what she's feeling. Yeah. And you're not discounting mm -hmm. any of her, uh, her matronly mm -hmm. feelings of like, I need my kid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's more, you flip it to the positive. The baby's fine. Mm -hmm. We need to focus on you. Let's yeah. relax. I, right. it, 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 it's yeah, it's not, it's, it's a different, uh, uh, intent in your heart in that. Yeah. Like if you poo poo it, it's going to be a bad thing, but he's <laughs> like, no, the kid's fine. Like, let's just, uh, yeah, everything's good. Yeah. Like okay. encourage the peace in her Yeah, that the baby's okay. Yeah. But sometimes if you say that, she's going to think you don't care about the baby. That <laughs> so too. She's breastfeeding. Yeah. She's still got a little more emotions. Uh, just, reassure that yes we all care about the baby we're so excited to go home and see the baby but we have an hour let's just spend an hour then we'll go home and grab the baby like it's yeah it's cool yeah. it'll be okay yeah. it's all now you word it because she'll 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 look into it so you yeah and don't make yeah. the jokes you normally would 
Like this yeah. is not a time for joking. Because it's not going to be funny anymore. It won't oh, be funny, great. and you'll feel like an a hole as soon oh, as you great. say it. Because it was funny here, and then it came out your mouth, and you're like, "No, that's what ninety percent of my jokes are." <laughs> it all depends on her and her personality. So Ashley does oh. not take sh- like any kind of child joke at all. Like she is just fully put off by it. So you can't make those kind of jokes around her. Great, but it, it all depends on her personality. And which personality showed up that day? Then I will yeah. be. I'll be having all of the jokes when we hop onto Warzone. <laughs> yeah, just if you okay. find something funny, just send it to the group chat. We'll <laughs> laugh. We'll appreciate it, but just keep it. Keep you your wife's name out of your mouth. You can test the waters. <laughs> just drop little jokes and then build up till she gets mad. And then you know where to draw the line. Yeah, <laughs> great. No, <laughs> it's it's real talk. Real talk right there. <laughs> like it's, yeah. You're testing the waters all the time. Yeah. Every once in a while, you're just going to go one too far and you're going to laugh or chuckle. And then you're going to look at your wife and be like, ooh, I meant uh, <laughs> I was just she's, kidding. Man. She's got a tear in her eye. I promise. It was just a joke. Somebody else said it. I, just, I read it. Dude, you can blame any one of us. Just say, ah, TJ told me to say that. And I'll be just like, look oh, at your phone. When you I'll, say just blame the joke it, I'll blame it on Abe because he just hasn't been here to defend himself for anything. So, <laughs> oh, God. This is what Abe just takes me. It's some dark <laughs> joke. <laughs> See if she laughs and then you can laugh. And then if she laughs, I'm like, okay, no, it was actually like, me. And then, she, and then she doesn't like, this is terrible. I'm texting him. Now. No, no, no. She'll feel <laughs> it out. She'll, that'll be a test. Oh, great. Where it's like, this is actually, I made that joke. Oh, it wasn't very funny. And then you're like, ooh. Uh. <laughs> Line and sinker. Sucka. Dude, sometimes it's almost like your existing is testing the waters. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. 100%. Have you ever cleared your throat wrong? Because I have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just walk in and ask a question. What's with all the attitude? Like, I didn't have an attitude. Just ask a question. <laughs> Walk in the room the wrong way, yeah. you're immediately sent back out. Yes. Is there a problem? Like, do we have a problem? <laughs> That's where you don't the love joke me anymore. The joke in the neighbor in the house is uh, don't look at me in that tone of voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just like she is going through something new. You are there to support her. Yeah. More than anything. And For then sure. you switch that. That dynamic changes more so as the kid gets older, but. Yeah, the, that's always mama. That's mama bear. And yeah. you want to be everything to support her. Yeah. And you're going to fail. You're it, like, there's the flip side of this is you got to give yourself some grace. Yeah. Because there are going to be days where you do not feel like being a dad. Yeah. And don't feel uh, like you can't tell her your uh, questions or yeah. worries as well. Like, talk to her about what you're feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Because you'll have all kinds of emotions and feelings yourself being a brand new dad. Don't hold it back because if you do hold it back, she'll be like, "Does he really care?" Yeah, like yeah. just put it out there. Like, I mean, obviously, if she's having a meltdown, don't be like, "Yeah, well, I'm sad too." Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about you. Yeah, that's probably a bad choice as well. It, it's well, it, I yeah. wish you would have done the dishes this morning because that's that really just added <laughs> on to my day. <laughs> yeah, so just and don't, don't be passive aggressive. Just like, oh yeah, looks like that's I'll take the trash out. Just my personality, <laughs> dude. I that's me too. And I, yeah, there, there's a time and place. Read the room, bro. Just yeah. freaking read the room. Uh, oh, uh, this was one more thing I wanted to add. Um, yeah. Earlier, when we were talking about um, uh, 
uh, dating your wife and stuff, mm-hmm. but it was more of like a, something that you can do to help her is, well, at least with my wife, um, she really likes a clean house mm-hmm. and she won't be able to clean it for a really long time, at least while she's recovering. Yeah. Um, so as much as you can, just try to pick up around the house, make things look clean, at least look clean. They don't have to actually <laughs> be clean, but as long as they look clean, you have a happy wife, you know? Yeah. Just dad, so, yeah, yeah. Or if you're you've gotten a bunch of texts while you're at work about how baby's not sleeping, blah 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 blah. Maybe show up with food. Don't expect dinner. Like mm-hmm. you know that kind of. Well, you cook most. You cook a lot, right? Uh, I mean, I I cook on the weekends a lot more. Okay, she cooks more so more during the week. But whenever when I have time, I like doing like long cooks. Stuff that takes a lot longer, I'll do on the weekends, but. Yeah, I, read the room, bro. It's one yeah. of those. Yeah, you'll know. You'll know <laughs> where the day is gone and how it's been. And uh, that our Em uh, and I Facetime throughout the day, like often. Like I finish my first job of the day, and I'll Facetime her on my way to my second job just to see how the morning's going. Yeah, and then you do the Facetime on the drive home, and you'll get a good feel for what how the day has been, and yeah. you'll know. Uh, it just yeah, yeah. She answers the phone like, "Hello, like, <laughs> buddy." Well, that's uh, why. Uh, that's why we liked we switched to FaceTiming more because there's a lot of facial expressions that don't get transferred through vocals. Yeah, and like, I, I don't know if you've ever hung up on your wife like after a phone call and be like, she sounds mad. Like, yeah, I, I think I did all of that wrong. Yeah. But then you if you FaceTime, you're like, oh, she looks tired as hell. <laughs> like, and now I understand she's not mad. She's yeah. just freaking exhausted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like the 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 best and most communication you can do will always be the best choice. For sure. Yeah. I'm going to use that. Yeah. And start FaceTiming. It, it's fine. <laughs> like literally, I mean, if I went to my calls for the day. Like I FaceTimed her one, two, three, four times over the course of the day. Nice. Like one sitting in traffic at 645 this morning. And then at 1030, because I was on a roof of a building in the rain and I was miserable and I wanted to see my wife's face to realize why I'm working and not quitting my job instantly. And then on my way home. Like it's just little moments, little, and that's like none of them are like long heart to hearts about the meaning of life. It's just like the quick, "Hey, I was thinking about you. I love you. Wanted to see your face." Like little things like that. That'll make her feel happy too, or at least depending on your wife, that makes my wife feel very happy. Yeah, yeah. And like if you're at work or something and you don't have time to Facetime, even just like a simple text message, just saying, "Hey, I I love you. I'm praying for you. Mm -hmm. I hope your day is going well." That's yep. also a good filler too, because either she'll respond super nice and super like lovingly, or she'll she'll respond being like, "This day's horrible," and you're like, "Oh, cool, okay, bringing food home for dinner." Yeah, <laughs> or she just responds, "Need wipes, yeah. <laughs> need wipes, yeah. need lint oh, roller." And, uh, just something random. Last thing, I promise. Expect post-pregnancy brain from your yeah. wife. Uh, is it she? Yes. Is it worse than pregnancy brain? Yes. Yes. Oh wow. 
because now there's a kid that she also has to focus on. Yeah. So, um, like be her, her notepad, like pay attention to what she says because she's going to forget it. There's not going to be anything about that baby. Like she's going to remember everything about that baby. She's not going to forget a wipe, uh, a a kid. She's not going to forget anything. And she'll know where every ointment and everything is in the house. But she might walk out of the house with no shoes on. Like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah. For my wife, it's her phone. She leaves her phone everywhere. She left her phone in Washington, D.C. (laughs) What? The whole reason my wife has an Apple Watch is from First Baby because she would lose it in the house. Exactly. She has. That's why I got my wife an Apple Watch. (laughs) She has an Apple Watch to ping her phone and to see texts and phone calls from me. Because I would go like hours without hearing from my wife and I'm starting to get like mildly paranoid. Like, is everything okay? And oh yeah, I lost my phone. I left it in the bed. I'm downstairs. I didn't see anything. I didn't hear anything. I'm like, honey, I was stressing. Like I, I needed I needed a I'm okay or an I love you. And th- I didn't get that for four hours. My wife so. dro- I saw my wife drop her phone across the, the room the other day. I'm like, babe, you just dropped your phone. And she said, I'll get it in a minute. And then she walked off and never came back. She's like, where's my phone? I'm like, it's way over there. Where you one, of, like, one of Kate's things that she's been doing lately. I don't know what it is that she just, she can't grip anything. So she'll be walking and just throw her phone. Like if her phone's in her hand and she's walking, she just chucks her phone across the floor. And I, she finds it so funny. I, whatever she does it, if I have anything in my hands, I also just throw it in the air. <laughs> Wait, as and, a joke? Yeah, as a or, joke. As, okay, good. And and she just starts laughing, and I'm like, I'm just matching the energy in the room. Like you're yeah. throwing stuff, I'm throwing stuff. Um, but I think that's the, awesome. Yeah, that's funny. It was that can be almost like a date, like a special moment that makes her laugh. Like again, that dating your wife post baby. It is not necessarily time. It is moments that yeah. make her feel special. Yeah. Like exactly. that little thing where you can laugh. Like when I slapped the bagel out of my wife's hand by accident, like <laughs> we still laugh about that. And it's, it's not, it's not, it is not what is done. It is the, the, the connection between the two of you that yeah. makes all the difference in the yeah. world. I think the best, the best example for pregnancy brain lately has been, um, the other day we're just sitting on the couch talking and she just like stops what she's doing. She's like, babe, what's what's going on? She's like, when, when we give birth to our kid in the hospital, it's going to be his birthday and just starts like weeping. Yep. Like that sounds about right. (laughs) She's like, she's like, we have to have party hats and we have to throw a party for him on his birthday. And I was like, I will, I'll make sure that happens. And she's like saying all this through tears. Um, if there are not party hats in the pictures of your newborn, I'm going to be incredibly disappointed. <laughs> like I, in the little toaster, just put the party hat on, take the picture, take it off. Like that's all I need. Yeah, it'll be great. Do it. <clears throat> She'll remember that. The pregnancy brain does not intend her. Does not keep her from forgetting what you said you would do. For sure. It'll definitely be like a, a wall picture. Like this is Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> Printed on canvas. 
Well, hey, if you have any questions or topics that you want us to talk about, please reach out on Instagram or email. Thank you guys so much for listening and please listen or please give us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening on, whether that's Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, Amazon Music, Samsung, (laughs) Samsung Podcast, Podcast Index, Listen Notes, or RSS Community. We are on all of them. Wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. Until next time. I'm TJ. I'm Tyler. I'm Peyton. And I'm Garrett. Remember that being good enough isn't the goal. The goal is progress over perfection. Let's all try to be a little bit better this week than we were last week. You got this. Take care and brush your hair. Love ya. Bye. Garrett, targeted? (laughs) You (laughs) a-hole. Also, I could only give this podcast a 14 out of 30. You... (laughs) (laughs) But it's the best on a Friday night. Yeah. You have a... uh, You have have hair on your... You you can brush this hair. I actually do. I dude, the owner of my company was in town and he's like, he sees my beard brush that's in my truck because there's nothing worse like driving when you have a crazy beard hair that like keeps poking you in the nose. Yeah. And uh I just pull he's like, out. Why do you have a brush? Dude, I cry. I can't do like facial hair pullings while driving. My te- eyes tear the out. Bottom, I the crash. bottom of like my neck hurts the most. But I can see I shave that to here because I can't do that. Well, I mean, like I keep it above my Adam's apple, but like, like the stuff like on that's like basically your neck or like the bottom of your chin, like that stuff hurts. But I can I can pull out mustache hairs. No, these, yeah, these make yeah. me cry. Dude, they make me cry. Rip that every yeah, time. Hairs hurt. This doesn't hurt, but the chin hairs do. Oh, I feel like the the more I get down closer to my neck, it hurts more. I yeah, disagree. All hurts. I, can, I can pull all these. Yeah, literally, once I'm past here, I don't care. Like, those can come out, no problem. But above the lip, I'm going to cry like a little girl. Above the lip, I'm going to let it rip. Oh, shut up. (laughs) Dude, dude, yeah. But yeah, the owner looked at me and goes, why do you have a brush? You don't even have hair. And I'm like, asshole. And he's like, oh, that's fair, that's fair. And also, you don't have hair. You've got a bald spot that you can see from space. And he goes... That's going to be reflected in your paycheck. And I'm like, it better be a tip.